I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. God has a purpose for marriage. It reflects the image and the character of God. It provides us with companionship and help. It makes life more fun and provides a place for sexual fulfillment. It sanctifies us and provides the foundation for a family. A good marriage doesn't just happen, though. After the initial ease of the relationship wears off, things like poor communication, lack of spiritual leadership, lack of intimacy, and financial stresses can quickly strain your marriage. It's not uncommon to put our effort into other areas of our life and lose motivation to nurture our most important relationship, the one with our spouse. That's why we need a strong why to help us stay the course. Our why is what will fuel you. It's what motivates you, excites you, and ultimately helps you to weather the ups and downs. It works like a compass, and as you continually refer to your why, you will be able to stay on a path of purpose. Today's guest, Mike and Carly Kirchival, call this why your marriage legacy. It starts with creating a vision for your relationship and then writing it down. We talk more about this, plus how we can protect our marriage legacy, how we can pass it on to our children, and the ways it impacts those around us. Oh, and Carly will also share with us some of the details of our upcoming Wives of Integrity online conference. I mentioned it last week here on the show because I'm honored to be one of the speakers. It takes place May 10th through the 14th, and this is the last week to register at the early bird price. The topics include marriage, communication, money, intimacy, and family. I'll link to the details plus how you can register in the show notes. Today, I'm talking with Mike and Carly Kirchival. Mike and Carly are college sweethearts and have been passionately married for more than two decades. They have been blessed with three precious children and are in their 16th year of homeschooling. Together, they co-authored the best-selling couple's devotional, Consecrated Conversations, which has sold more than 16,000 copies. Mike and Carly founded MarriageLegacyBuilders.com to help couples create their Christ-focused legacy with intention. They co-host the Marriage Legacy Builders podcast and Marriage Legacy Builders monthly Bible study program. Welcome, Mike and Carly. It's fantastic to have you on the podcast today. We're so happy to be here. Yes, we are. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Okay, so a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? That's a good question. Yeah. I would say that our family is known for loving Jesus and standing for what's right. Um, We're kind of those people that just, we're not really, what's the word I would say? We're, we're, we walk in love now, but in the beginning, I really (laughs) didn't when I first came to Christ, just being honest, I was, I was 22. So I didn't, but I'd say when we, when people come to us, they're like, you guys just love the Lord. And I'm grateful because Lord knows I don't want them to see me. (laughs) And I, I would also say that, we're also known for exemplifying or displaying the joy of the Lord. Yeah. You know, the joy of the Lord shines through us and what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you guys like to do as a family when people come over your house? What can they expect? I think the first thing is just, we just love to connect. So usually that ends up being in nature because we live by the beach. Yep. And so, you know, going down to the beach or going, you know, on any of the walking trails near the beach or even sometimes just having a nice meal and just yeah. sitting and talking 
and just hearing people's hearts. I think that's mm-hmm. that's really what people can expect. And we like to play games. We're super competitive. <laughs> we are. So there is going to be some games in there at some point, some competitions, <laughs> friendly. But it's it's exciting to be able to do those things with people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right. So you guys help couples to create a marriage legacy with intention, which is right up my alley. I love the word intention. But I know that some people not, are not sure what that means. Not because they don't know what the word means, but because... I think in many areas, it's kind of a a novel concept. Like we do a lot of our life, we go with the flow, we're on autopilot, we let it unfold organically. But what does that really mean to create a marriage legacy with intention? That's a great question. And it's one that we get a lot Mm -hmm. because, well, it's for two reasons. The first one is a lot of people don't hear marriage and legacy together. They think of it as a different, you know, an overview of their entire life. And they kind of think of it as, you know, when they pass away themselves, what are we leaving behind? But one of the things that that God taught us when we got together in the 90s was that everybody is creating a legacy every day, every decision that we make. And Mm -hmm. but oftentimes we find that people aren't actually taking charge of that. Right. They're just like you just said, they're not taking charge of their destiny. They're allowing life, you know, whatever it throws their way to just shape their legacy. And and so their responses, essentially, instead of them actually taking charge of that. And when I say take charge, really, I mean, giving that over to the Lord. You Mm -hmm. know, God convicted us very early on before we were married. He was so good to us. I just can't do it because we're first generation Christians. So everything that we're building it had to be the Lord because mm-hmm. our the examples we had, we wouldn't be here today. Twenty no. almost twenty one years that we've no. been married in come June, we would have probably been out. We probably would have gotten annulment. Okay, it probably. Would have, <laughs> but it was God convicted us that it's imperative that we would seek Him. Yes, right. About whatever kind of legacy that He designed, because we knew we didn't know. We we really knew it was a good thing, but we didn't mm-hmm. understand what that looked like. And then He showed us that. As we were intentional, Mm -hmm. right, finding out what he wanted first and then taking those steps, the daily steps. Most of it is working on our flesh. That's the overall part of it. But as those little stones that we just kind of, you know, we're we're marking along the way and just doing the best that we could going to, you know, further and closer and closer to the Lord and further from ourselves. We've just seen him build this beautiful thing that he gave us this vision for that we could have never, ever discovered ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along with that, along the way, we, Carly and I, we had to work through people's opinion, maybe their past experiences, maybe even what we might have thought. But as we sought God together, we, we said, you know what, this is it. This is our, we're building this legacy and we're, we're, we're having to depend on him every step of the way. It wasn't just at the altar. So when mm-hmm. we started having kids and then multiple kids and then me, us having a military background, traveling everywhere. We didn't have everyone around us that we, we were familiar with. So Carly and I had to even go an extra step further to keep seeking God, to stand on the word and, and speak that out. Even when we did not feel it, when it seemed like what is going on right now. Yeah. But then we came right back. We are building a legacy. Something Mm -hmm. that not only we can be proud of, but our kids and our kids' kids can be proud of one day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea that that legacy is more than just what happens when we're gone or even what we can benefit from. That we can't, like, you typically think a legacy, it's not something that we are actually benefiting from. But when you talk about it the way you do, it makes it sound like when I create a marriage legacy and when I create my life with purpose and intention. I'm actually getting to benefit from that, which I don't think people realize 
is possible because we do think of it as sort of like a when I'm gone kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah. I like that. And I think knowing that there is something sweet here for us on earth mm-hmm. that is that gives us a lot of hope. And, and then during those times when we all have them where, where things are hard, yeah. you know, you, you yeah. can't you're in the thick of it. And but just remembering and knowing God has been good to us every season. Yes. Everything that He tells us to do has been right. It's been rewarding and it's been amazing. So even though we feel a certain way right now, we have to keep our eyes on that vision that he's given us. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a sweet. So once we know our purpose in our marriage and we have a better understanding of legacy, how do we create that? How do we walk that out? Because you did mention one step at a time. Talk to us more about that. Okay. I think one of the things that it's important to note, and many people probably know this, but we always get questions referring to this. So I'm going to say this first, that this process is going to look different for every couple. You know, I wish there was just this, this catch all, oh, you do these five things. And then guess what guys, you have a great marriage (laughs) legacy, you know? So honestly, it does obviously depend on what the marriage legacy that God's given you looks like. However, Mm -hmm. there are obviously some, some practical steps we can give you a few that you do need to do that are extremely necessary in this process. One of them would definitely be to write out the vision. You know, we hear about that a lot. We hear it preached from the pulpit and Mm -hmm. and many of us maybe do it. You know, there's a lot of people I know that journal and that will write things down, but the problem a lot of times is the consistency. You know, maybe something comes up and then you stop, you know, but just really, really disciplining yourself to have that. Maybe it has to become a micro habit first. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's right when you get up in the morning, you write something down but just continuously disciplining yourself to do that. And I think with that, one of the benefits of that particular practical aspect of it is that it's allowed us to walk in forgiveness and just be much more graceful toward ourselves and each other. And of course the children and and the extension outside of the family. So that's a big one. I would also say, you know, we have to pray and stand on the word. Yes. One of our first pastors thank God for this. Cause when I got saved, I was 22, I'm 45 now, but I was in, you know, I was in a liberal arts program at a university. It was going, going to go to a very liberal law school when the Lord got a hold of my heart. He's like, yeah, it's not the plans I have for you, young lady. Um, and I said, yes to Jesus. <laughs> but when that had happened, I, I needed, God knew I needed a certain teaching. I needed somebody to be like really stiff with me. I'm very like type A driven. So it needed to be somebody that would tell me straight. And our pastor said, you know, we'd ask him to pray for us. Oh, can you pray for this? Yeah, but what verse are you standing yeah. on? He'd mm-hmm. ask me, what Bible verse are you standing on? And to be completely honest, in the beginning, it was kind of irritating. I'm thinking, um, you're a pastor. I'm asking <laughs> you to pray. Just pray, you know. Yeah. But he was teaching us a very, very valuable lesson that I can't have faith for you. Yes, I will absolutely pray for you. Mm-hmm. But it's imperative that you build your faith so you can receive the promise of God. It's already done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the faith to receive it. So praying and standing on God's word. Did you want to say something? Yeah. I also wanted to um, thank you, honey. I also wanted to add that it's it's important that you do write down the the vision because you're going to have to you're going to come back to it. You're going to be like, man, sometimes, it's, you know, emotions can get involved and it can be in a bad way to where your emotions are saying this isn't lining up with what 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 we're striving for. But you can't be led by that. You have to go back to the vision and say, hey, we're not like so and so. This mm-hmm. is God. God anointed us to be able to minister as husband and wife to one another. Yes, I can use other people's marriage as maybe benchmarks, but what God has for us is a specific plan. Mm -hmm. And and people, people a lot of times think everything is so linear, meaning, you know, from one point to the other, like a straight line, but there's always going to be turns in seasons of life 
Yeah. And it's what you do in those gaps. And that's why it's so important. You come back to your marriage legacy. You stand on it. You speak that forth. So when you write it down, you speak it into existence. And then you hold each other accountable. Remember, this is what we're doing. I mm. think we're getting off and left field over here. Remember, we got to stay back on the path. So the odds isn't focus on us. The odds is focus on God and what he has not planned for us. And we speak mm. that and we believe that. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Cause if you don't know what you're working towards, you're not going to get there right. <laughs> obviously, but yeah. So, so how often do you think, and this is just, I know it may be different for every family, but how, how often do you find yourself going back to the, that original vision and that original word that you have for your family? Nearly every day. Yeah. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Nearly every day because yes. something always seems to pop up, right? Mm-hmm. The enemy's always trying to tempt us to look over here, be, you know, react to this or the children did that. And I think that, you know, our larger vision. So we've always kind of had these, these pictures and these things around the house. It's like the kerchief of family declares, and we have mm-hmm. different, you know, um, scriptures that are, you know, standing for different things that, that our family is declaring over ourselves. And, and I think from that original vision, it's interesting when God gave us those things, you know, before we were, so we got married in the year 2000, but God started speaking to us and showing us all these things in 1998 through, you know, still now, but, mm-hmm. you know, prior to marriage. And so we had created those. And it's so interesting how out of, we thought it was this little thing like, oh, this is awesome. But we didn't understand that literally everything that he was going to guide us into, and we're still, of course, walking it out, came from that list, like the power and the authority and the anointing and, you know, just all the things that he had for us, which had shown me, I would have packed up and ran. I would have just been out. So I'm grateful that that word, when we go back to it, it's powerful. So yeah, every day. Yeah. (laughs) Now that's good to know because I think... Uh, a couple finds themselves struggling. I can see, and I can probably say this for myself, that you, we might feel like, oh, I shouldn't have to keep going back to this so many times. This should just be easier, or this should just come more naturally. Or, you know, if I need to look back that often, then maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a bigger issue. But I do think you're right. I mean, we have a family mission statement, and we we take turns reading it at every family meeting once a week because you forget. It's so amazing how we forget these things. And then when we're in the midst of a circumstance or a situation, our emotions get the best of us. And we just can't recall those that what it is that we set out for our family or what it is that we set out for us or the standards that we want to hold ourselves to. Yeah, that's, that's good. And so just really quickly to, to bounce off of that, another point that we'd like to make about, you know, walking it out and just how to do Mm -hmm. it is just like what you said, just creating those rocks in your calendar to yeah. connect, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so coming together to do, I'm sure the things that you do with your family, like the setting goals and the, you know, mm-hmm. evaluating them, because yeah. oftentimes, like Mike said, there's, oh, we're trying to go here, but why are we over here? You know, and then other times we actually hit the target right, and we right. can celebrate. So it's yes making sure that those things are a priority because, you know, the common thing that we hear, and I, I'm, just, I'm certain that you hear it and I've said it myself, I don't have time. But we all have the same amount of time. We do have time. And it's what we do. Yeah. That's right. And so just reminding ourselves that this is my marriage is more important than any other relationship on the planet besides me and with Jesus. And I have to make if I'm not going to make that a priority, yeah, then I it. can't expect the results that I have in my heart that God gave me, mm-hmm. first of all, that he desires for us to fulfill. But also the things that I want. Nobody wants a, a bad marriage. Nobody right. wants yeah. to miscommunicate with their husband or wife, or nobody wants to feel bad about, you know, where they're at. 
we want to be loved. We want to connect. We want intimacy to be on fire. We want all these beautiful things. But so often we're missing that aspect of saying, you know what? Nothing is going to get in the way of this. I'm protecting this with everything that I have. That's right. Yeah. That, That is so good. And also along with that, Imagine how many people they they go to work, they they put on their clothes, they you know they have a routine. Now, when you're setting a legacy, you're not only you only build a routine, but there's value. There's so much value that you can't put a dollar amount on. Mm-hmm. So imagine you know people work hard to earn a paycheck. Imagine how much more fulfilling it is to be able to set a good example, to uh, show the love of God. People seeing you at different seasons. They're saying, okay, because there are those people that are going to be like, man, how are they going to get through this? You know, I'm hearing or I'm seeing this. How are they going to get through this? They might not tell you, but they're thinking it. And yeah. it's because you're standing on the word. You're you're still doing what you, you're creating those habits, but it's something that is priceless. Yeah. So a couple of things you said I love when you talked about time. I do feel as though if you spend the time on the front end, you will actually save time on the back end or in the everyday, right? That little bit of time provides you with so much more. It's like, I've heard that analogy used for health. They say, I don't have time to go to the doctor. Well, if you actually went to the doctor once a year, you would save yourself all that time when later on down the years, you find out there's something that could have been prevented, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So and then even what you said, Mike, about going to work and, and doing the things that you do in your everyday, I think that when you are... Um, sewing into your marriage, it trickles into other areas of your life and people can see it and people are drawn to that. And especially if we want to point people to Christ, that is what's going to make us stand out, the strength of our life, the strength of our walk. And I think marriage has a large part to play in that for sure. Yes. And some of the tips you gave us, you did mention protecting. So what else have you done to just protect what you've created? I think that's a good question too, because it sounds good, right? But, but how does that, what does that look like for us? The main component of that has been truly committing all of this into God's hands. Mm. And that sounds awesome. You know, oh yeah, I I give it to you, Lord, but we're always trying to take it back. Right. We're always Mm -hmm. saying that we, we give this to you, God, but then here's Carly over here trying to control everything again. And then it's, it's going bad, you know? And so We've learned what that looks like for us. We've learned those triggers in our own life. And we've been able to identify those triggers when I'm trying to take something on that I shouldn't, that's God's that we've already given to him. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have peace. I've been able to understand, okay, we have to saturate, we saturated in prayer and we have scriptures to say, uh, uh-uh, I'm going to cast that, that main imagination down right now. Yep. And I'm just speaking the word because yeah. I need that. I need those reminders for myself. I need to remind, you know, honestly, the enemy, he's not my boss. You know, I'm not my boss. Mm-hmm. Well, God, you know, and I yeah. say that in a, in a light way, but yeah. God is the one that's in control. And I don't want to allow myself to leave a door open over yeah. here. Cause I will, I'll probably leave all the windows open too. Just not getting so carried away with my flesh, you know? But mm-hmm. God, he keeps it. And, and we see that divine protection just mm-hmm. constantly encircling us because we're leaving it where it belongs and saturating mm-hmm. it in mm-hmm. prayer. And, and also along with that, what you're saying, Carly, when you when you saturate it in prayer, when you stand on the word of God, it's just imagine someone going to their front door and dead bolting the lock. Now, some people would be like, hey, well, you know, I don't you know, I don't feel it's OK for me to leave it unlocked. But it's that same analogy. We're doing everything to ensure that that dip bolt is. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be times that when even in family, we all go through things. Our kids go through things. It is our responsibility to be able to have that discernment 
and be able to call things that they might not see. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to love our kids and ourselves through the process. So that protection is you're making these habits, but you're sometimes, you know, uh, a lot of times people call it like preventative maintenance. So a lot of times protection can be preventative as well. Not yeah. always, hey, man, I'm getting a blow and let me do one back or, yeah. you know what I mean? We're doing the things that we know to do so we can get the outcome that we're believing for. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and one of the, what he just said, I was just thinking about the Holy Spirit. It's like the alarm because when oh, we're yeah. truly in tune yeah. with God, he shows us things to come. The Bible tells us that he will. Yeah. And he does that. So that's a, yeah. a huge form of protection for us. Oh, yeah. that's good. Now you mentioned, so this is kind of a two-part question, but I heard you mention the affirmations or the things that you're confessing as a family that you do with your kids. So I want you to tell me more about that. And then also tell me, like, what does that look like to get your kids involved in that legacy? That's awesome. Well, well, the first part is we have to write them because yeah. we, we do have an original list from when we first got together, but mm-hmm. we are always making more. Mm-hmm. So let's say as a family, you know, like you guys, when we have a meeting together and we just come together to talk about, you know, what's going on. And, and these are some areas that we're seeing that our family is needing to strengthen. You know, these are some things that we're kind of maybe slipping in habits or, you know, mom is doing this and I'm getting off track over here. I'm so sorry, everybody. I need your help and accountability. So then we'll put together these, these, we call them like a decree and declaration, like confession lists, right? And so we've just kind of modeled that with them by verbalizing, hey, this is why we're doing this because Mm -hmm. God loves us and he doesn't want us to live life with tension or chaos or to have this discord in our family. And so when we do that, what's been awesome is that now our 14 year old son, Malachi, he had just come to us about a week and a half ago. And he's like, I'm ready to write a, a list for myself. I, I really, one of the things he said is I really want to have a better relationship with my siblings because right now him and his brother, who's 12, they, and, and even the 19 year old, okay. They all just, you know, there's conflict at times, yeah. you know, it's like a power struggle. It's like yeah. God told me some years ago, I was raising Titans. They're all very driven leaders. And yeah. so they don't, they're fighting for their spots in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, but he wanted that he wanted to have discipline in, in his working out routine. He just said, I yeah. want to have goals and I want to achieve them. He wanted to, what was the other one? He said, Oh gosh, I can't remember, but there was, there was four yeah. and they were very powerful. And I remember sitting there just like tears coming down my face because I'm thinking these are the moments that like what you were talking about earlier, Kimberly, like where we just kind of do the things that we're supposed to do these, like the, the front end work mm-hmm. and stay disciplined in that. Then on the back end, the part that really matters, the hearts of our children, that's what we're seeing manifest. And so mm-hmm. that's that's primarily the way that we go about it. Yeah, that is. And and along with that, notice how, you know, our son Malachi, he came forth. He realized, you know what? Mom and dad are, have set a good example. They've created a legacy. They're practicing what they're telling us. Mm-hmm. He also, a part of him is saying, God's called me to be a young man. And yes, I, I'm on the shoulders of my parents, but God has a destiny for me. And I want to create that habit while I'm underneath the, their roof. So when I go out, when God calls me forth as a man, I have a strong foundation to build upon because one day he's going to be married, one day he's going to have kids. And so he's going to keep building those steps and that foundation. Yeah. yeah. So can you give me some, an example of some of your declarations? Yeah, you want to tell her some from the fridge, you can tell her any of those. Yeah, so one of one of our declarations is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was talking about trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. So what we would say is a coachable family 
trust the Lord with all of our heart. And then, you know, you can add more to it, no matter what comes our way. We declare that we're going to trust the Lord as a cultural family with all our heart. Mm. As you just even as you say it and you personalize it, there's something that goes on in your brain, in your heart. That when you when you when it goes from just seeing what the scriptures say and putting your name or your family family's name behind it, something triggers inside of you, something deep down to your core, your values comes alive. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so that's a that's an yeah. Example. It's it's one of those things where people do ask often, like, well, how do I do that? Or isn't that blasphemy? You know, and it's like, no, we're just actually claiming the promises. So yeah. God promises me, for instance, that I, you know, the peace that passes all understanding is mine. If my heart and mind are on Jesus, then I'm going to thank Him for that. Yes. and I'm going to decree and declare that I keep my eyes on Jesus, and yes. as a result, I have perfect peace. That's right. You know, and so it's like whatever area a person may be struggling in, we just always encourage them to go to the Word. Find the verses relating mm-hmm. to whatever you're going through and personalize it and to begin to confess the word. Right. We know Romans tells us that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. by the word of God. I believe it's Romans 10, 17. And, and, and when we do that, it's just, it, it's constantly building us. Your inner man, you can yes. feel your spirit. Like yes. you don't always know what's going on, but you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's and right. then your mind just starts to just grab onto this because mm-hmm. we have to renew our minds. Otherwise it just goes back to that craziness that, that we call um, the human brain, I guess, the crocodile brain. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't want to live more into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your body goes along for the ride. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. It's good. You're right. When you put, you know, our family's name, when you put our name in that, when we say, you know, it's Team Amici or the Amicis do this, it changes it from me just sounding like I'm trying to correct them all the time. It like does, there's a shift that takes place. and, And I think that especially for kids, they buy into that. They want in on that. They don't want to just be told what to do, but they want in on what we are going to do as a family because it gives them identity yes. and purpose and belonging. And so I love that. And that's important. Yeah. All right. So when you have a strong marriage, when you've created a, ma- a marriage legacy, what have you seen? How, how have you seen it impact those around you or even around those couples that you work with? What is, what is the exponential impact you see it has? I think honestly, the biggest impact or or the the thing that we really see is this catalyst that leads them into breakthrough Mm -hmm. is hope. Yeah. You just realize like, this is for me too. It's not just for Mike and Carly or the neighbors down the street. It's for all of us because God's promises, they don't discriminate, right? It's for all of us. That's right. And like, I cannot tell you how many times we have strangers stop us on the street and just tell us that they can see like, gosh, we can see how much you guys love each other. And they thank us. It's crazy. They've literally thanked us for showing them that a marriage can be loving or a marriage can be happy or whatever, you know, whatever they saw. And as a, you know, when Michael was called to the military, God called him because when we got married, he wasn't in the army, but he, to make it short after nine 11 in response to that, he felt convicted to join. Mm -hmm. And so once that had happened, oh my gosh, like the brokenness inside of that institution. It was so heartbreaking because people, they weren't centered on Christ. So we knew Jesus before when we got together, we, we, mm-hmm. it was even more, you know, a part of who we were. And so we had this firm foundation. And so, yeah. I mean, so many soldiers would just come to me when they would redeploy and come back from their year long um, combat tours. Mm-hmm. They'd be crying in my arms, thanking me for supporting him mm-hmm. while he was downrange because he was teaching the word. Yeah. And yeah. so it's been hope. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing that we see. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. 
All right. So you have a virtual summit that when this airs is going to be open for registration. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. All right. Well, the Wives of Integrity Conference is something that God told me to do last year. Interestingly enough, it was before the pandemic and everything had hit. And I remember thinking, are you crazy? Like I just came off of another event. I don't want to do another one right now. <laughs> and so, but he asked me to put it together because he was telling me that he needed his daughters to understand how important it was to him that they live out the marriage, the marriage that God put in their hearts, the dreams and the desires that they had, that they that they deserve to be the brides that they envision themselves being. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that's been fascinating about this particular event is that I still, so last year it was in May, it was right before Mother's Day. And I still am getting emails. So I've gotten emails several every single day since that went on. But this, you know, I'm still getting these emails from women from last year, telling me how that event has impacted their marriage this entire year Mm -hmm. post conference. And so essentially, it's something that it's a gathering of women from all over the world who love God, love marriage, but Mm -hmm. they, they need hope. They need some hope and encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so real quickly, before we wrap up, what is a wife of integrity? Because I know that you talked about it on your blog. And so I want to make sure the women listening know that they do fall into that category, no matter what, where they find themselves in their marriage, in their relationships. So just tell us a little bit about who she is. Okay. A wife of integrity is a woman who wants to live fully for the Lord. She wants to live fully for God in her mind and her body and her spirit. Um, she's a wife that wants to be the best that she can be, that she wants to love and serve alongside her husband. She wants to raise her children, lead others, run her business or ministry, whatever she has going on is unto the Lord. She's always listening. She's always learning. And she's ready to do what God asks of her. And although we all desire that, that sounds a lot like the Proverbs 31 woman, Mm -hmm. um, which it is. But at the same time, you know, there are seasons where we might be really super skilled in one of those areas, but we're falling short in another. And so what I love about this event is that it helps all of us. It reminds us who we are as God's daughters. Mm -hmm. And it gives us, it empowers us to walk away and say, you know what? That was such a word for me. And it gives what I love about the women who teach where you're one of them. This is exciting. Um, They always give actionable steps. So you're not just going to go and hear a bunch of stuff that gets you excited. And then you leave and you're like, well, wow, that was awesome. But now what? You're going to have actionable steps to take to help you strengthen that area. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I think that's so important. I, I do feel like I grew up in a church that had such good word, but I, as a young adult was like, but how do I actually do that? (laughs) So I'm all about practical steps and I'm all about getting practical steps to our listeners and to people for sure. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. You You can find Mike and Carly at marriagelegacybuilders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook as Marriage Legacy Builders. I'll link to all of this in the show notes. If you want to dig deeper into what we talk about on the podcast each week, check out the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women and we practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.